Welcome to video one in a video series I'm doing here with special guest Jory Alston, who just so happens to live here in Puerto Rico and we've quickly become friends. He's a longtime real estate investor doing some amazing things. On this video, we're gonna talk about some creative financing strategies he's doing virtually, lives here in Puerto Rico doing deals virtually back on the mainland and he's doing some kind of advanced black hat techniques I'm really excited to talk to him about and get to the bottom of and share with you all that and more coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Virtual Flipper Kit with everything you need to flip houses without seeing them in person. Download it now at virtualflipperkit.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton. I make millions of dollars a year flipping houses, and here on my YouTube channel, I show you how to do the same. So if you want to be a flipping genius like me and live your dream life, subscribe to my channel and watch my videos. So Jory, Thanks for coming. We're here in, in my house at, on the patio and yeah, beautiful house, man. Looking at the ocean from here and having a good time. The kids are playing down below. Yeah. So I had to catch a ferry and an Uber. Yeah, because you're on the island. You're on Vieques. I'm in Vieques, yeah. Yeah, so. which is the island on off the island. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're the small island that's off the coast of Puerto Rico. So to get over here, I have to catch a, I have to catch a ferry and then an Uber and then get over here. But like, you know, so you're we, making a trip out of it. You're gonna stay. A few yeah, days. we're staying. Yeah, we're staying overnight down the street from you and we're gonna hang out. So yeah. I had to go to Home Depot too for my house. You know, Home Depot's in Humacao, that's the closest one to me. You don't have one on the island? No. Oh <laughs> man, yeah. I don't know what we would do without Home Depot, Costco and Sam's and Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, when I come over here, it's to go to Walmart. <laughs> it's to go to Home Depot. Yeah. And then I can go to Costco and, uh, and Sam's. Do you have a cheesecake factory? Darn it. Jerry, we don't have, we have a Subway. So the Subway is the only franchise. McDonald's? No, there's only no Subway. McDonald's. There's no, no, my girl saw Starbucks. I'm like, Starbucks. That's funny. Yeah. But you're loving it. You've got a big property out there. You're doing some really fun stuff. We are, yeah. We definitely love it, man. We, we got a couple acres. We're farming. Yeah. We're doing a container home right now. So, you know, we're enjoying it, man. I love yeah. it. It's just, you know, we're, we're kind of back in, in the age a little bit from you guys. We're not advanced now with Uber and stuff over there. But this, you know, hey, I yeah. love nature. I love it. Got a couple horses. That's, that's my, I'm really enjoying outdoor, our property. You know, that's the fun part, I think, about living that's here. That's the best part. Of, I tell people, if you come to Puerto Rico, it's about enjoying outdoors, right? Yeah. There's so many beautiful beaches, waterfalls, rain. There's just so much stuff outdoors mm -hmm. to enjoy, right? That's what makes it so amazing. Yeah. Well, I actually met you, Pace Morby, who I'm really great friends with. I've had him on the channel several times. Uh, bought my house in Arizona. He introduced me to you, and we became friends, and, and here we are. So, I'm excited to talk to you, Jory, because you're doing some really cool stuff on the creative side. And we've talked a lot about creative. I love creative too. It's a great way to get into deals. And what's amazing is if you learn how to do creative financing, it's a great way to get into deals. If you don't want to stay in the deal, you can wholesale, you can exit out, flip, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you want to keep the deal, then you can hold those deals long-term, pretty much anywhere in between. But Never forget, guys, creative allows you to get into deals that are usually not deals if you're just a cash buyer trying to buy at that steep discount. Exactly. So I love some of the things you're doing. In fact, I wanted you to share um, some of the advanced creative you're doing where you're getting in creatively and then you're selling the paper and keeping a second position. Now, again, guys, this is some advanced stuff. We're going to try to really break this down for you. What I love, though, Jory, is that with creative, the sky's the limit. There's To me, it's art. 
It, tr- it truly it is. is the art. I yeah. mean, right? When, you, when you're doing it, I've been doing it since 07. And you just kind of evolve. You know, you get into it. You're kind of traditional with this. And you find out, oh, I can do that. And I can do that. And, like, I can structure it this way. Uh-huh. You know, now it's to the point where every phone call, every lead we get, it's like, okay, let's sit down and see how can we make it a deal. Right? Yeah. So the thing you said about a lot of deals we buy... A wholesaler could never do that deal because you couldn't wholesale it for the price we bought it for, right? Yeah. But we can structure it either creatively on the front end or when we sell it with owner financing, it's also a creative way where it makes sense for us to buy it. So we buy a lot more deals than the average investor because of our strategies, you know? Yeah. So it, it definitely is an art. Yeah. So, Jory, I agree. I think you really have to learn creative. It's There's no way around it because you're, you're already maximizing your efforts with lead gen, right? You're spending money on marketing. You're on the phone. You're cold callers and text, but all this stuff people, wholesalers do and mm-hmm. investors do. And then you throw away these leads that could be amazing <laughs> deals if you just knew how to be creative. Yeah. I hate you know? to see that, right? Because like wholesaling is the basis of all your marketing, right? If you if you know how to market for wholesale deals, you're in the right spot, right? Acquisitions. So what we yeah. do is we're, whole, we're marketing for either wholesale prices or wholesale terms, mm-hmm. creative terms that make it you know affordable for us to be able to do the deal. And it allows us, like you said, we don't throw deals away, right? Yeah. I mean, there's always some kind of strategy to make it work. So let's talk about one of the one of the strategies you do. You were telling me about how you create the second note, sell the first. So let's walk through that. In fact, let's put some numbers to it, guys, and and pay really close attention to this because if you can pick up this technique that Jory's doing, it's going to be a game changer for you. So let's use the example you shared with me. You 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 get this deal, and what's the price? 50, 50, keep numbers simple. Yeah, yeah we'll, keep, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it simple. 50,000, right? So let's say, you know, we even go to the basis, right? We, we market for a deal, right? We mm-hmm. did some texting or we do direct mail. That's the main thing I do. And one of my main lists right now, I call it exhausted t- uh, landlord list, right? You know, you yeah, hear tired, yeah, tired landlords. landlords yeah. These are exhausted. These are people who've owned this house for 20, 20 years now, right? <laughs> I hit, just tired. I hit these people super, super hard because... <laughs> First of all, a lot of these sellers will sell you a house on terms, yeah. right? They'll do owner financing with you because they've owned it for so long and they know they know that game, right? So, you know, we hit those lists. You know, we usually get a lot of leads back from that list. Um, we'll get a house. We'll buy the house for 50 grand, right? So let's say the one that we're talking about, we're paying cash, private money, 50 grand, right? So our private money's $50,000, okay? What we do then is we market to owner finance and buyers, right? So the majority of what I do is I hold the paper. I hold the notes. I'm in Puerto Rico. I don't want to have a bunch of single family home rentals in the States, you know, with a bunch of management companies, right? So I create a note. I hold the paper, right? And that allows me to be virtual and have a lot of cash flow without having the headaches of being a landlord, you know? Yeah. So that's what made us go to that model. So we'll market for an end buyer. That's an owner finance buyer. And uh, we sell these homes as is, right? So we'll get it for 50000 It might need some work. It might, you know, whatever. We'll sell it for this one. Let's say we sell it for hundred grand, right? And get whatever you can down as a down payment. We try to do what's called 10-10, right? We try to do 10% down, mm-hmm. 10% interest. Okay. And then we'll do 30 On an end buyer. On an end buyer. Guys, so follow this here. He's buying the property for 50000 using his private money investor, which is temporary because private money... Typically doesn't want to hold. They don't want to deal. hold it for thirty years, right? Yeah, they so you got to. But that gives you a little window of time to then do your exit out of the private money. So then you buy it for fifty thousand. None of your money, private money, mm-hmm. gets in. Yeah, now zero. you bought it for fifty. You bought deep, so it's a discount. Mm-hmm. You then resell it on owner finance terms to an end buyer for let's say a hundred. Mm-hmm. They put ten thousand down, pay ten percent interest. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah so we'll. We'll sell it for hundred thousand dollars. Uh-huh. We'll get ten thousand down. We'll try to right. So we work with people. Yeah. You know, again, we're doing 
these are buyers can't go to a bank and get a mortgage, right? They're not. But they want to own. Yeah, they want to own. They're not bad buyers, right? They're not like horrible people. They don't have. They don't even have horrible credit. They just have something on their credit that can't get in bank finance, right? So we do what I call like common sense approvals, right? We run everybody through an RMLO. That's a residential mortgage loan originator, right? We do that to be by the book, and that RMLO. They'll look at their credit and their income. And their main thing is say, okay, can they afford the payment, right? If they can afford the payment and they have good income, you know, good employment, we'll get them in the house, right? Okay. So we'll do that. They'll put 10000 down, we'll say in assistance. We'll do a 10% interest and we'll do 30-year term. Okay. So they got a good payment, low payment. Low payment, yeah. We'll say their payment, usually their payment with taxes and insurance and services probably about nine fifty, right? Yeah. All in. Yeah. With those kind of numbers. Which is right? cheaper than renting probably. It is. It's hard to find anything under $1,000 right now, right? Yeah. The house I'm talking about, it's a five-bedroom, two-bath house, yeah. nice lot. It would probably sell, if you had to rent it, probably twelve, fifty, thirteen hundred bucks, mm-hmm. right? So the key is we try to keep them underneath what market rent is. That's yeah. what brings the, you know... The incentive uh, to the incentive do financing, order exactly. financing, yeah. So we'll get them the house. We'll run them through everything else and like that. And what happens is our private money was $50,000, right? So what mm-hmm. we do is when that buyer pays 10000 down... There's a balance of $90,000, right? Yep. We then split that up into two different notes. Okay? This is where it gets genius, you <laughs> so guys. we'll do, let's say that $90,000, we will do one note for sixty grand, yep. and one note for $30,000, okay. right? So that's six plus 30 is $90,000 <laughs> plus the $10,000 we get equals yeah. the $100,000, yep. right? And then what we do is we'll sell that first note, that $60,000 note, and we'll sell it for about 85 90% of, of face value. To a long-term note buyer, which right. there are, where there are note buyers nationwide and... I've done several note flips. There are, there are yeah. thousands of note, note yeah. buyers, right? I mean, there, there are They just want to hold paper. They just want to hold paper, right? Yeah. They don't want to own the house, right? The paper is part of their portfolio, so, yeah. right? They, they might have a 401k. They might have stocks and bonds, and they want some paper, right? Do they require some seasoning to buy that? Some do, some, some don't. Some do, some don't. Some do, some don't, right? Yeah. I mean, when you when you sell some and they're starting to see, okay, he knows what he's doing. He's originating and he uses all the steps, right? It's a marketable note, meaning that you use the RMLO, it's not some kind of you know rate that's 15, 20%. It's mm-hmm. not going to get them in trouble. When they know you know what you're doing, then they'll buy those up front from you, right? So you're originated and you'll sell it to them right when it's done, right? Yeah. Now, what happens is because I'm selling that first note at about 65% of the value of the house, they'll pay close to face value, right? Yeah, so because of pay, the equity, because they know exactly. there's equity in the property. They're paid 85, 90%, right? If which I was clears a, you out of your private money. Clears my money, right? That 85, 90%. Pays off my private lender, right? That money goes back into our bank account. We use to go do it again, and now we're holding that thirty thousand dollar note, which probably cash flows about two eighty, three hundred, three hundred bucks a month. We're holding that note with no debt on it. It's free and clear. It's like free money though, because you created you created that second note out of your equity spread because you bought it for fifty, put a put a, a note put a note on it at ninety total, right? So that thirty thousand second mortgage. Is really phantom money. It's just yeah. free cash flow. It's free cash flow. And, and the great thing about that is, listen, again, like we said, if I would have just bought that house and wholesaled it, maybe could have wholesaled it for 60 grand, right? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was a tight deal where a lot of wholesalers like, no, I'm not going to touch that, right? Because if, if you wholesale it probably to a flipper, right? He they would have put, they would have to put 25 into yeah. it, 30, and the, the numbers wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But owner finance buyers are out there all over the place, mm-hmm. right? And it's very, very easy to find that kind of buyer. The numbers make sense. That owner finance buyer, when they buy that house and do the, you know, five, ten grand, they'll do to fix it up. It'll be worth one twenty-five. They'll yeah. still have equity. Like everyone has equity. Everybody right? wins. Like everybody's winning. That's what's amazing about this. So then, when you sell it to that note buyer, pay out your private money, you're out of the first. You're also out of the deal. 
I'm out of the deal. Like yeah. you flipped it, so really. I, I flipped the note. It's, I mean, you basically flipped the note, right? Yeah. It's flipping, but it's not flipping a house. It's flipping paper. Flipping paper. It's flipping paper, right? I like Genius. to flip paper. Yeah. You know, I'm not a flipper. You do a lot of flips. I don't have the crews. I don't have the you know the yeah. systems in place. I tell people, you know, doing a flip of a house is, is very, very hard, right? And now they're gonna be they're gonna be making that payment on that thirty thousand dollars second, and for who knows how long, maybe thirty years, maybe they refinance out of that ten percent interest yeah. rate and pay you off. When they do, you get a $30,000 payday all of a sudden one day. And the thing is, we, we service our notes too, right? Yeah. So a servicing company is the one collecting the payments. Again, it's a very, very passive for us, right? We don't have to go out there and call them. Servicing company gets that. They, they make one payment for the first and the second. Yeah. That's all they do. Servicing company then pays up the first to the first, second to the second, right? And you, so, and you pay a small little fee, but they handle the collection of it and all of that. Servicing fee is $20. $20. We Nothing. put that into the, I say, I say our buyers pay P-I-T-I-S. Principal, Sir, interest, tax, taxes, insurance, and servicing, right? Servicing. That yeah. servicing fee is in their buyer's payment, right? Okay. So when we show so it's them covered. The, when we show them the payment sheet, because we show them what the breakdown is, it has servicing right there, $20. Yeah. Yeah, and then by paying off your private money, you now free up that liquidity. Your private money lender's happy because he turned a deal. Exactly. You then use that cash again, go do another deal, roll it again. Yeah, and now you're creating all this paper that's cash flowing. They were just cash flowing, right? Yeah. And then that the thing is, it's very easy to sell that paper. It's a lot easier to sell paper. If I if I had something that came up where I needed cash right now, you can sell paper for about 70, 75% easily, right? Yeah. Right now, because inflation is going crazy. I, I got nine, 10% debt paper, right? People want to, they, they'll put their money and park it there, right? Yeah. It's a safe place. I mean, you used to park your money in bonds. What are bonds? Mm-hmm. The bonds return like one, two percent right now, Nothing, right? Yeah. So people who park the money in bonds or mutual funds or even the bank, when the bank used to give you some interest on your money, you can't do that anymore. These guys now are looking to say, hey, we're going to put my money safe. Well, I can put it in paper in a note. And keep in mind, you're still a lean position. Now, your second position, but you're still lean position. There's still equity in the property. Worst case, you could foreclose if, if there's a non-payment, you could foreclose. So you are way more protected with that note you created yeah, than case. most other investments. Let's say worst case, they default. We have to foreclose. Our first position note, who we sold it to, right? They don't want anything to do with it. We could buy them out. Yeah. Right? Buy the first out. We foreclose on the property. We bring the property back to us. That's worth 100 grand. Do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not what Put we're another buyer to do. But I mean, yeah. we just took a house back from an investor last uh last October. Mm-hmm. We sold it. Got 10 grand down. He made a few payments. He actually did a Quick claim deed back to us. He just okay. had so he didn't so, fight you. He no gave fight, it back. Nothing. Yeah, got it back. We sold it again. Yeah, another ten grand down payment within thirty yeah. days. Yeah, you know? genius. So I mean, if you have to get the house back, you just do the process all over again. You know, and we're buying it deep, so we're still buying on good on good terms or good prices where there's equity there. Yeah. So this really resonates with me a lot, Jory, because um, I'm not a super big fan of holding. I get the benefit of it, right? And I know it's a, there's a place for it, and some people maybe watching are really into holding. But this is amazing because it still is flipping because you're exiting the property still. You're no longer dealing with an owner finance or a tenant or any type of buyer. You're just you're just servicing paper and getting a note. You're the bank. Yeah. You become, you're, I mean, you're becoming this, a bank. You're your own bank, right? I mean, when you look around, the bank, the bank tends to always win, right? So I said, hey, you know, I got number say no seven. I did a bunch of rentals. You know, the market kind of crashed. It was like I had issues with flips. I didn't, you know, how do I continue to make cash flow? But not have to have all the headaches. Like you said, yeah, rentals are headaches. <laughs> I mean, headache. that's why. So, so like, I look at, I weigh the pros and cons of like rental ownership, and 
Uh, to me, a lot of times, the, the cons of toilet sentence and turnover outweigh the benefit of cash flow depreciation, all the other things. So it tends to just discourage, especially if you know how to flip because you're like, I could go flip a house and make 50 grand or deal with a tenant. Which one should I do, right? <laughs> so, But this kind of solves all of that in a creative kind of way. It does. Yeah, I mean, it, it solves all those issues or the headaches, yeah. right? It creates great cash flow. I even told people, if you're new to real estate, I, I think you should create a note and hold a note before you get a rental. <laughs> think about a new, think about a new yeah. investor. They have very little money. They're struggling. They might buy a house, you know, get a, a mortgage for a house, put all their money into fixing the house up. Remember, we don't fix the houses up, no. right? So we buy it, sell it as is, right? Yeah. So there's no capital X. There's no improvements, right? There's no, if the furnace goes out, they don't call me, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm the bank. You don't call those Fargo or Chase, right? They own the house. It's the their house. Right? So yeah. if you're a new investor, you should definitely invest in notes, create cash flow that way. You know how to give a rental, right? You say, oh, I'm going to make, you know, 300 bucks a month. Yeah. So I'll make 3,600 bucks a year. A furnace goes out. Done. I made nothing. <laughs> I'll tell you, I uh, when I first started in real estate, I really thought the rental model was what I wanted to do. So I, I acquired like 30, almost 30 rental properties. Hated every minute of it. And when I realized this was not for me was uh, I had a tenant. They were in there for two years. Paid like clockwork. Amazing textbook tenant. Move out. I go in the property had to spend $12,000 in carpet and paint on my 6,000 total cash flow over two years. And I thought, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Wiped it out. <laughs> like, again, you buy rentals for depreciation, yeah. tax benefits, and appreciation, right? People always yeah. say, well, you don't get any appreciation when you sell the note. I created appreciation when I sold it, right? So yeah. most of the time we're selling at a higher price than what you could sold it for cash or conventional, right? So appreciation is in there, right? Plus my interest rate's in there, right? So we're going to get all that to keep coming. You know, but the main thing is I don't have to deal with all those headaches. I can live in Puerto Rico and own homes in the middle of Michigan or Pennsylvania without, yeah. you know, property managers. We all know how that is. I mean, they're, uh-huh. they're very hard to find a good one, right? Yeah. So, and then the best benefit to me is we're making people become homeowners who weren't, weren't before, right? A lot, a lot of these, we did a lot of deals during, you know, the pandemic where exhausted landlords could not collect rent. They couldn't do anything that they wanted to do. They couldn't evict, right? Couldn't and they were just, they, yeah. they were just tired of it. Well, we bought the house from them. Went to the tenant, and then made the tenant become a homeowner. Yeah. Right? The tenant gave us a down payment. Now, They've been living there now, for years. They they want they love to own it. This one lady had been living there for twenty five years. Old. Yeah. She's probably in her sixties. You know, she calls me once a month just to say, "Hey, I know you." You know, the check was mailed. I'm like, "You don't have to call me." You know? <laughs> like, she wants to make sure that we get that because she's so happy That's that awesome. she owns this house that yeah. she would have never she would never be able to buy the house. The house we sold the house for fifty grand. Yeah. You can't get a you can't get a mortgage for fifty grand. Banks won't even do that, right? So like we are the only bank in town. You know, we're not a bank, but we actually <laughs> yeah. are the only lender in town that willing can make, to do it. Willing to do this because you know we're taking risks on people who they really aren't that risky, right? These are good people. They've been living in the house. Like you said they've been paying rent for how long? And our payment is going to be a little bit below the rent or at their rent. You know, um, they have good jobs, right? They have yeah. good income. It's just they don't qualify in that little small bank box of financing. So we kind of come in and we. You know, we do what we do and we've made home, you know, we've made tenants, homeowners. We've helped local investors become, you know, buy more properties that they then fix up and rent out to tenants, you know. So it's an ecosystem that I see that helps everybody out. Yeah. Way to capitalize on that opportunity. Guys, by the way, too, if you like this idea of flipping notes, I wrote an ebook that explains kind of the nuts and bolts A to Z on how to flip notes. I'll put a link to that in the description below and you can check it out. But Jory, this was really fascinating. I love this strategy. I hope you guys watching this find that helpful. I'm going to put Jory's um, information below. He does a YouTube channel and we'll put your social on there. But guys, follow Jory. He's sharing a lot of the strategies that he's doing. 
And uh, so be, be sure to get in his world and, and follow what he's doing. And again, thank you for doing this Appreciate video. It. And stay tuned, guys. We're going to do some more videos and talk about some other really cool things that Jory's doing. Until next time, we'll see you later.